Let's look at uh, this scripture. Pastor Davis has been uh, ministering to us on look and leave the last two Sundays. But let's start with the Romans, Romans 12, 6 to 8. Romans 12, 6 to 8 says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, all ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, so at the beginning there it says what? Having what? Differing, different, differing gifts. Let us do what? Use them. Hallelujah. That's the spirit behind different teams. Amen. We are using different anointings, different giftings. I say that because, you know, uh, there's a grace of a pastor. Davis. He's a teacher of the word of God. Do you agree with that? He's our pastor. Amen. And he does so, so much more. Now, for me, I'm in exhortation. Praise God. So I'm different from Pastor Davis. I may not therefore give you 10 points, 3 points, or whatever. An exhortation is about imparting faith upon you. It's to encourage you, it's to stir you up to believe God. It, it does go with the teaching, but my strength is in exhortation. Praise God. So, when I stand here, I don't go like, ah, now, I thought Pastor Davis is going to minister. Because you need to be ready to receive what? Different gifts. Different gifts. We are one body, but how many gifts? Different. And you see that all over the scripture. You find that this portion I've shared with you there in, uh, in uh, Romans, your, chapter 12, you also find it in Galatians uh, not Galatians, the first uh, letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 12, differing gifts. And then also you find that in Ephesians chapter 4, but we won't go into that. Hallelujah. See, I'm ready to receive today an impartation of faith. Amen. And I'm actually should now get along with what I'm supposed to be doing instead of teaching you about these things, right? So, see, Francis, get going. Hallelujah. So, Pastor Davis, like I said, has been sharing, uh, well, he's shared from many scriptures, but Numbers 21.9 in the Amplified Classic says, uh, And Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole, and if a serpent had beaten any man when he looked to the serpent of bronze, let's read the, the following together, attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Hallelujah. So there are snakes all over. Some of you ran away from a cockroach. We're talking about snakes all over the place. But when it, you are beaten by that snake, if you wanted to live, what were you supposed to do? You're supposed to gaze. You had to get your eyes off 
who else it's biting. You want to get your eyes off, is it a cobra, is it a, how many snakes do you know? <laughs> and just, you had to look at that. Gazing, and he gave us a lot of uh, scriptures around that and definitions, but it was a matter of what? Life and death. You lived only if you look. If you didn't look, then you die. And so he was emphasizing the importance of us to look at the word of God. Amen. That there is energy in the word of God. When you look at it, you listen to it. And today we have technology. You look at the word of God, you listen to the word of God, you over and over and over, you listen to the prophecies that are being spoken. That are being spoken, you know. Um, I, I, I've said the last couple of uh, months now, but I'm woken up by the voice of Pastor Kara every morning nowadays. I hear her just her voice, Reverend Wade's voice, you know. And I've done that on purpose. So I can say when I lie down the next and I sleep, the next voice I'm going to hear is Pastor Kara. Is <laughs> Reverend Wade. Because I, I, I have said that to wake me up. As a voice. What, why am I doing that? Because I want to keep my heart on the prophetic word. On the prophetic word. I had uh, some weeks back uh, I was looking at, you know, my, I, I've been in the IT industry for years, leadership and all that, and I was looking at some of my professional staff, and in my heart it was like, Francis, I think you're losing your professional edge. And the Spirit of God spoke within me, said, no, 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 no. You need to focus on the prophetic edge. That is where your power that is where your deliverance, that's where your progress, that's where your future. Your future is not in your career or in your profession. Your future is in the prophetic word that you are believing, acting, and living. Hallelujah. Remember, he also said, we become what we gaze. I remember at the beginning of the year he said, your focus is your focus. What you are gazing at day and night is what you are going to become. Amen. Now I can tell you, even if, even if you got all your mind on the fifth, you are not going to become the fifth. Somebody else is going to become the fifth. Do you know the fifth? When Kenyans talk about the fifth, they are talking about who? Erections in August. But you can get so caught up in that. But you are not the one who is going to become the fifth. You are just spending all your energy and time on something else. I'm not saying you should not be interested in that. But you focus on God's call for your life. For my life. Then we will see progress. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, in a, let me see. So, we become what we guess. The children of Israel had image issues. I like that, Pastor Davis. And he gave us Numbers 13, 33. They had image issues. You remember what it says there in Numbers, numbers 13, 33? They, they said, they saw what? Giants. 
and in their own sight, they were what? Grasshoppers. They transported themselves to giants to look at themselves and see them. I don't know how they did that. They, they said, these giants see us as grasshoppers. That is defeat. Total defeat. You are defeated before the fight begins. Have you ever seen those boxing matches? I mean, they try to threaten each other <laughs> and scare you even before the fight starts. And so they had an image problem. Why? They put more emphasis on what they saw with their eyes, what they heard with their ears, more than what the word of God said. God said, go take the land. They say there are giants there. I heard a minister of God say, they sort of expected to walk into a land where there was no one. And God had told them. And that is a problem, a big challenge with us Christians. We, we sort of, at the first sign of trouble and resistance, we hightail out of it. Oh, they are cursing me. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, and, and just no ability to fight. Hey, tell your neighbor, your land has giants. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to get that as a revelation. You are, going to, you, are, you are going to go in there and take it by force. Amen. The devil isn't handing it over to you. Why should he? Why should he? Any reason why the devil should bless you? I, I mean, I doesn't even bless anybody. So, <laughs> there is a fight. Praise God. Are you going to fight with the intention of what? When you are actually enforcing the victory that Christ has already done for you. Amen. So, God told them, go on there. You are not, how did they take on Jericho? Did they have to fight anyone? No, God told them, go around the wall, that thing will drop, and you go in there, and you just clean up. So, God is going to fight for you. But you are going to have to step in faith and not be scared of your enemies. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of boldness comes upon your life right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need eyes to see. Numbers 24, 3 to 4. I had uh, Pastor Davis share with us somewhere yesterday morning this scripture. Numbers 24, 3 to 4. The New King James Version says this, talking about uh, uh, Balaam. And then says, then he took up his oracle and said, the utterance of Balaam, the son of Beor, the utterance of, look at that. What is this? The utterance of the man whose eyes are opened. Praise God. Let's go on. The utterance of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty who falls down with eyes wide open. Hallelujah. Even when you go to sleep, you will be seeing in the name of Jesus. You'll see your vision. You'll see your future. You'll see victory coming your way in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a person who falls down with eyes wide open. 
Hallelujah. To see the vision of the Almighty. What is that? Victory. Amen. What is that? Healing. What is that? Provision. You don't go to sleep seeing the landlord coming to harass you the following morning. You don't go to sleep thinking about who is making a demand on you. You go to sleep with your eyes on the word of God. Your eyes and your ears listening to the prophetic voice and expecting supernatural results. Hallelujah. A scripture on that in the New Testament is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. In the New King James Version, the eyes of your understanding being, say, enlightened. Amen. That you may know, hallelujah, not guess what will happen, not fear what will happen, but that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, Praise God to answers who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his, his right hand in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Prophesy to your eyes now. Say eyes, you will only see hope, hope, hope. Hallelujah. Say the word of God is my hope. The word of God and the promises of God is what I see. I prophesy to my eyes. Be opened now. See into the spirit realm. See into the things of God. In the name of Jesus. And I bind every binding spirit of the enemy over your life right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a spirit of blindness in the world. But we cannot walk in that. Hallelujah. 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 Can your eyes see? Say, I see the love of God. I see life. I will not die, but live and glorify God with my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say, I believe it. This is the year of the open hand of God. And I see it. I see it in my life. I see it in my family. I see it in my workplace. I see it in my business. I see it in the uh, elections coming up. I see it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to see these people had an issue with image. They were seeing the wrong things. But we are not going to see wrong things anymore in our lives. Hallelujah. Why is it good to look? Because what you see, you see, look and leave. Look and leave. So whatever I'm looking at is forcing, causing that image in me. And that is then I'm faced with death if it's the wrong thing I'm looking at. But if I look at what the word of God says and believe it, amen, believe and live. You can paraphrase that. Look and live. And you can, you, you are, you'll be accurate to say 
believe and live. If you believe. Because it's what you are seeing. Amen. Now, my message today, I'm entitling this, The Sacred Power Hidden in Love and Thanksgiving. The Sacred Power Hidden in Love and Thanksgiving. Praise God. There is victory power, but it's hidden in love and in thanksgiving. Amen. You know, when you talk about love and thanksgiving, uh, I don't know how many of us would know that, but probably Pastor Davis may know, and uh, Elder Ruth here. There's a fellow who sang a song called The Power of Love. He was called Luther Vandros, you know. Ever heard of him? No? All right, no problem. <laughs> Even Tina has never heard of him. But <laughs> most people don't see much power in love and thanksgiving. They see us wooly, wooly, you know, love and thanksgiving. Wait, what, they, those guys, when they are coming to fight, they don't show much. They don't show love and thanksgiving. They show, they, they, they show you meanness, isn't it? I mean, toughness. And, and, and it's that world view of perverted power. But actually, there's hidden power in love. I used to hear this from um, Dr. Chris. I don't know why he's here today. He's the one I've had repeated several times, but I've, I know it's true. But he would say how Reverend Wade asked them one time, what do you call a bike, a big bike, you know, Davy, uh, Davy, what is it? Harry Davis, you know, yeah, that one, Harry Davis, the big ones, the ones that go, you know, it just shakes there, those big ones. So they say in Kenya, it's called picky picky. He said, no, I mean a big bike, the big ones, the ones, you know, when they are moving, you know, they, they, they make a sound, they, he said, what is it called? They said, picky, picky. <laughs> he said, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> That's cursing a machine. I mean, he, he thought it's some big name, you know. This, this thing is... <laughs> so when people hear about, but, but does it change the, the, the power of the bike? No, I, now, personally, I think border border is better. You know, do the, that there's power in there. <laughs> Power, so there's some power. But, but picky, picky, well, you know. <laughs> what I'm saying is love and thanksgiving. Even if it sounds like picky, picky to you, there's power in it. Amen. And let's, let's review. Pastor Davis went through some of this the other Sunday. But if you look at uh, what Pastor Kara, if you have a copy of that, if you don't have, I'll, I'll just read a portion of it, what we started the year with, um, our prayer and fasting guide. A portion of it, I'm reading what Pastor Kara had written, had written there. It says, as I look at the days that lie before us in 2022, I've been made aware that we will face a number of challenges in this coming year. But I prayed for you, say amen to that, that each of us would be renewed in strength and determination to serve God at all times and with a fervent, and with fervent love. Be 
faithful in your service to the Lord. Matthew 24, 12, in the NIV version says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love, agape, of, of most will grow cold. We are witnessing this in our day. This means that people will become very selfish, hateful, respectful, and mean-spirited. The word for love in this scripture is agape. Agape is the love of God that he gives to the believer when we are born again. It is God's very own love. It, uh, let us, sorry, forgive me. It is God's very own love. Let us, as the congregation of Victory Faith Church, make a very strong commitment to God and to each other that our agape will not grow cold. No matter what happens in 2022, we will love God more than ever before, and we will, he, and we will demonstrate that, that love to others. Love for God and love for others is very critical in the times in which we are living. Did you receive that? You can go back to that prayer guide and you see the centrality of love. What was that? A prophetic word to us. How are we treating that word? How are we using that word to wage warfare? When she wrote this, nobody knew about the war in Ukraine. We rise up, we wake up, and we find there is a war going on in Ukraine, and now everything is blamed on what? On the war in Ukraine. But you can see as a prophet that she had what? She had seen that. Amen. She had seen that and had shared with us. And so, the power of love, agape, will overcome the challenges of 2022. The power of love. That's what she's encouraging us to do. That our love will not grow cold. John 15, 5 to 7. John 15, I'll read verse 5, verse 7, and then 9 to 13. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. What is left? What do you have if you have nothing? Is there anything else? Yeah. So, God wants us to increase. But we must abide in him. Now, if you look at verse 7, it says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you remain in me, this is, if you look at it in the, in the I believe this is, Amplified classic version says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart. So the Amplified version talk, talks about us being vitally united and his message living in us. All right? Verse 9, now pay attention to verse 9, says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love. So we started with him saying, abide in me. Abide in my word. By the time it comes to verse 9, he's saying, abide in my love. So abiding in his love, 
is abiding in his word, is abiding in God, is remaining united with him. Somebody say amen. In fact, it says, uh, verse 10 says, if you, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your, your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Amen. Pastor Davis went to scriptures on love, all right? You remember that? Chapter 13 of John, right? And then Galatians 5, was it verse 14? The commandment is love. Let me share with you something from, this is the spirit-filled NIV version of the Bible. In that scripture, there's a comment there, and this is what it says, the script, the, the, what I've read to you verse, from verse 12 and 13. This is what it says. The priority and pathway of brotherly love. Brotherly love here is summarized. All right. Let me say. Here is summarized the entire duty and direction of the disciple of Jesus. The direct, the direct simplicity of this treatment establishes the priority and the pathway we are to pursue. Listen to this. Number one. Our priority is to love one another. What is our priority? Number two, our pathway is to love as Christ loved us. Praise God. What is our pathway? To love as Christ loved us. How did he love us? He laid down his life. And that is how we are to do this. Praise God. Amen. So our priority, this is if you are in a workplace or in your business, I can assure you the priorities of businesses is not love. It is what? Profit. It's shareholder value or whatever you define it. But the priority in the kingdom of God is love. That is our priority. That is our priority. And the pathway to doing that love is to love as Jesus loved us. How did he love us? He gave his life. Amen. It's called kingdom dynamics. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you love the way I do, that is how you have victory. Was Jesus defeated in any situation? No. Why? His priority was what? Love. His pathway was loving us the way the Father loved him. You see? And so if Jesus could not be defeated operating like this, then when we tap into that, we cannot be what? Defeated. It's the secret to our victory as we've seen even what Pastor Kara shared there. The secret power. Amen. It worked for Jesus and will work for us to overcome every challenge in 2022. Now, she says there in her letter, this is what? Agape love. Alright? That is what? A decision is the love of God. Now, I know Pastor Davis, if he was, was standing here, he would probably go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But for me, 
All right, this is me. Now you realize we, are, we understand we are different. For me, I take you to Matthew chapter 5 from verse 38 and we are going to read all the way from, to verse 44. Listen to Matthew 5, 38 to 44. Now, like I said, Pastor Davis will take you to Galatians, not Galatians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. All right, this is what Matthew says. Now, I believe this has more power than his scripture, but let's see. <laughs> says, you have heard that it was said, because I'm the one saying it. You have heard, now, not me, Jesus said this. You have heard that it was said what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's go on. Who is Jesus telling? You, right? Uh-huh. Do not what? You are? Evil person, uh -huh. but uh -huh. when did you last do that? <laughs> I think in First Corinthians chapter 13, you think you can do it. This one has a, a punch to it. All right, let's go. Let's see. Uh -huh. Let's read on. Uh-huh. Whoa, you don't know any lawyers? Uh-huh, let's go on. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him how many? Two. Whoa. Looks like, is this really possible? My, my daughter once, I was taking her this scripture. She had an issue in school with someone. I said, let's go through this and see how we are supposed to respond. She said, is this even really possible? <laughs> Let's go to verse 42. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Let's go. You have heard that it was said, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, you already know you shouldn't do that, because we prayed for our neighbor right now. All right, but let's go on. What did Jesus say? But I say to you, what? Love your enemies, uh-huh. Whoa. Are you serious? Are you for real? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, <laughs> that scripture packs some power in there. This is how to do 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. One time I asked the Lord, you know, the first bit of this scripture, love your enemies, you know, bless those who curse you. I had been taught in this church that you can sow a seed to people who oppose you. You know, sow a seed, do something, you know. I asked the Lord, this business of praying, what should I be praying for them now? You know, there are some powerful prayers in Psalms 35 and Psalms 109. Psalms 35, one of the verses there says, let their path be slippery and dark with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I say, amen, glory to God. That's a, man, that, that's a prayer I can identify with, you know. <coughs> Psalms 109, I mean, it goes into, oh, you know, that they are, they are children. I mean, let them be fatherless. I mean, that's a, just, just, just let disaster come upon these wicked people. Yeah, 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 praise God, yeah. It's in the Bible. 
I said, Lord, what should I pray now for these enemies? He said, Francis, pray that I don't hold what they have done to you against them, that I forgive them. I said, no way. No way. But what is God saying? There is a secret to success. You see, it's hidden. There's a hidden power in walking in the love of God. Amen. There was a, a story, I, I don't know whether you've ever heard it, but I, I remember hearing a story about a Chinese woman who was married to a mean husband and a very mean mother-in-law and they were staying together. And this young woman was just oppressed. So she went to look for a doctor. You know a doctor? Not the medical doctor, not Dr. Daniel. The other kind of a doctor. The ones from Tanzania. <laughs> the ones from, you know. And, uh, and she was, she said, I want to kill that woman. <laughs> I want her dead. Do you have a poison? But, but I am afraid, you know, these, are, these people can mess me up. It has to be such, in such a secret way that nobody should ever suspect. You understand that? The doctor in quote said, yeah, that, that, is, that is what we do here. I'll give you the secret to the, finish this woman completely. And her husband, even if she is there, you'll also go the same way. We'll kill two birds with one stone. <clears throat> so he gave this woman a potion and said, put this in your mother-in-law's food. What is her favorite food? Since ah, she complains about food all the time. When I, her favorite food is chicken, she complains I'm not marinating it properly, I'm not doing it on time, and, and, and all these things. That's why I want her dead. So this guy said, good. Now make sure you give it to her at the right time, warm the right way, and put this potion in that food every day. Make, make sure you don't fail even one day. And so that they don't suspect you, you do that smiling, tell her how you love her. Nobody will ever think you are killing her slowly. <clears throat> killing you slowly. Just, just killing slowly. You, you, know, you are not a suspect. You just kill this woman. And says, after three weeks, she'll be dead. That one will be dead. But, but you have to be so lovely. Otherwise, they'll suspect you. You have to be so lovely. Ask her, what is your favorite food? When do you want it served? How do you want it served? And then you put this potion. Then she let her bite it and you watch her thinking she's going to die any time now. So this woman went about that business. And she said, if her husband comes around, do it also for him and him his potion also. Because if the two of them die, the better. <laughs> so the woman would do this. Can you suspect what happened after three weeks? She went back to the doctor. She said, doctor, do you have another potion to reverse the poison? He said, why? You don't want her dead no more? He said, she's become the most loving woman I've ever seen. I don't want her to die. I don't want her to die. Please, there must be an antidote. And the doctor said, actually, I realize you really never wanted your mother-in-law to die. You are just 
under so much stress. So what I gave you, the sacred portion, is some very great, you know, marinating, you know, sweetener of that food. I mean, it's so delicious. It's the best mixture of herbs we have in China. So she's been eating the best food ever since. And it turned around the what? The situation. Amen. What is that? Say the sacred portion of love. That is what we should be serving. Hallelujah. That is what we should be serving. There is power in love. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah 55. Isaiah, uh, before we go to Isaiah 55, let me make some statements here. And let me say this. As long as you can do it in your own power. All right? Now, what we read, Matthew, chapter 5 there, you all agree it's not possible to love like that. In the natural. In the natural. So what do you need? The Holy Spirit. What do you need? The power of God. What do you need? That scripture before you when someone is oppressing you. You need to go to that scripture. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Why? Because if you can do it in your own power, if you can love without God's love, then why believe God? And that is a big problem we are having. If your job can get the, the work done, if your professionalism can do this job, can make you rich, can make you uh, fulfill God's purposes. Why then do you need God? See, the end of our human effort is the beginning of God's power. And is the power of love. Amen. So we need to understand that. When we read a scripture like that and wonder, how is this possible? No, it's not possible by human love. It's only possible by meditating looking into the scriptures and into the word of God that tells us the love of God. What is it? Hallelujah. It's not our own definition. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 55, verse 7 to 11, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, listen to this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down as the snow from heaven, and, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Say this with me. God has a better plan. God has better ways. God has better thoughts. And I find them in his word. How are you going to tap into the higher ways? Because this is the situation we meet in our life. How? What is the way out for me in this situation? God says, 
Go with my thoughts. Go with my ways. What is that? Love, number one. Hallelujah. He says, my thoughts are love. Remember what we read in uh, uh, John 15? What is what? The priority is love. The pathway is to love the way Jesus loves. What is that? The secret source to victory. Hallelujah. Is the portion that we need in our lives to see victory in 2022. Amen. There is a superior way of doing things. Tell that to your neighbor. There is a superior way of doing things and it's the way of love. Amen. It's the way of love. It's the way of love. We can try so many of our own methods. But like I said, we have to understand they will not work. Have they worked? No. Dawaya moto ni moto. No. Mutachoma nyumba. Fire with fire. I saw that preacher saying, fire, fire. And the woman started, fire. Beating the preacher. It was nasty. <laughs> the fire is the love of God. There is fire in love. So many of us read these scriptures and we just continue. Continue fighting with our hilarities. Continue fighting. Tomorrow you'll be going to work. You've got to step into that office with love as your priority, my friend. You've been believing God for promotion. You are believing God for success in your business. Start practicing if you want the supernatural level of it. Listen. Walking in love is not because you are a loser. It's because you have victory in you. You have a secret that the world does not know. It's hidden in God. Now the way you're looking at me is like, yeah, I think we've had all this before. But I'm telling you, really, press in into the love of God. That's what Pastor Kara is telling us. Don't let your love grow old cold. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, in the message version, says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn, and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Look and live. Love like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are talking about the secret in Agape love. In the, let's look at verse 1 in the, is it Amplified Classic? It says, therefore, be what? Imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well, beloved children, imitate their father. Hallelujah. So, we are imitating the love of God. This is something else Pastor David said on Sunday. I don't whether it's this Sunday or the other Sunday, there is energy in the word of God. When you look at it, remember, 
reading from uh, Joshua 1, 8. When you meditate on the word of God, it, it brings, it, it has its own life, its own energy to cause things to start changing around you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, so we are to copy him. Remember, our priority is love. The pathway is to do what? Love the way Jesus loved. So Jesus is saying, look at me and follow my example. <laughs> now, chapter 4, there in the Amplified Classic, and most of the other versions, it's therefore. It's therefore. I don't know whether you ever listened to Brother Kenneth Copra. He says, I think he says his, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagen used to say, when you see therefore in the Bible, find out what is, what is it therefore. Therefore, what, what, why, why therefore? So you need to read chapter 4, okay? And it's very powerful. I don't know whether you've ever heard of this. A man who was, a man was, selling Bibles, so he hired some salespeople to go sell Bibles. But they would come back and say, people are not talking to us. We try to say, hey, buy, let, let, buy a Bible. I, I, I mean, most people just walk away. But there was this guy who was selling Bibles all the time. And so finally, the manager calls him, the owner of the business, says, can you please explain to these other fellows, what's wrong? Why, why, why are they unable to sell the Bibles? They say, oh, no, nobody's listening to us. No, we... We, you know, it's difficult saying these Bibles. But there's this guy. He goes out with all the copies he goes out with, he sells them. So the man said, what I do is this. This, is, this was his secret. He said, when I go to the streets, I open the Bible. And when I meet someone, I ask them. This man had a speech impediment problem. He would say, do, do, do you want me, me to read for you the, 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 the Bible or would you rather buy and read yourself? <laughs> do you want me to read chapter 4 of Ephesians or you will read by yourself? Forgive me if you have a speech impediment issue, but I find that very funny. So I will not read chapter 4 for you. Go and read it for yourself, all right? <laughs> Unless you want us to be here until 2. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, why love? There are threefold benefits that we achieve when we walk in the love of God. Amen. We achieve purposes of God in our personal lives, in corporate environments, and we are also able to evangelize the world. When we walk in love, what are we trying to do? What, why should we walk in love? First, because the purposes of God in evangelism will not be met until we walk in love. Amen? And then, in our personal lives, and in corporate environments. What do I mean by corporate? I mean like in a church environment, family environment, nation environment. The love of God is where the victory is. Amen. And in evangelism, for instance, in John 3.16, we know this scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave us what? His only begotten son that whoever 
believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. So what are we going to do out there? What are we talking about? The love of God. How are we going to talk about things we are not experiencing or believe in our life? It's going to come out fake. But if we sincerely believe that God loves us, we can step out there in boldness and tell people God loves them. Amen. Not you are going to hell. You are going to hell. You are drinking. You are going to hell. No, that never saved anybody. It is when you tell people God loves you. God wants to change your life. God has paid the price for you to live a different life. That is when people's lives are what? Changed. So the gospel is to tell the world God loves you. Amen. Anything else is a problem. All right? And I won't expound much on that, but you need to meditate on that, especially if you're going out there. John 13, 34 to 35, Pastor Davis read 34 here. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also do what? Love one another. Let's read verse 35 together. By this, all will know that you love, that you are my disciples, if you have what? Love for one another. Amen. How is the world going to be evangelized? Because they can look at you and the way you treat your brother and the way you treat fellow Christians. And then they know this is how we are to live. In Romans 5, 8 says, but God, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love to work with you something from, this is the spirit-filled NIV version of the Bible. In that scripture, there's a comment there, and this is what it says, the script, the, the, what I've read to you verse, from verse 12 and 13. This is what it says. The priority and pathway of brotherly love. Brotherly love here is summarized, all right, let me say here is summarized the entire duty and direction of the disciple of Jesus. The direct, the direct simplicity of this treatment establishes the priority and the pathway we are to pursue. Listen to this. Number one, our priority is to love one another. What is our priority? Number two, our pathway is to love as Christ loved us. Praise God. What is our pathway? To love as Christ loved us. How did he love us? He laid down his life. And that is how we are to do this. Praise God. Amen. So our priority. This is if you are in a workplace or in your business, I can assure you the priorities of businesses is not love. It is what? Profit is shareholder value or whatever you define it. But the priority in the kingdom of God is love. That is our priority. That is our priority. And the pathway to doing that love is to love as Jesus loved us. How did he love us? He gave his life. Amen. It's called kingdom dynamics. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you love the way I do, 
That is how you have victory. Was Jesus defeated in any situation? No. Why? His priority was what? Love. His pathway was loving us the way the Father loved him. You see? And so if Jesus could not be defeated, operating like this, then when we tap into that, we cannot be what? Defeated. It's the secret to our victory, as we've seen even what Pastor Kara has shared there. The secret power. Amen. It worked for Jesus and will work for us to overcome every challenge in 2022. Now, she says there in her letter, this is what? Agape love. Alright? That is what? A decision is the love of God. Now, I know Pastor Davis, if he was, was standing here, he would probably go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But for me, alright, this is me. Now you realize we, are, we understand we are different. For me, I take you to Matthew chapter 5 from verse 38 and we are going to read all the way from, to verse 44. Listen to Matthew 5, 38 to 44. Now, like I said, Pastor Davis will take you to Galatians, not Galatians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. All right. This is what Matthew says. Now, I believe this has more power than his scripture, but let's see. <laughs> says, you have heard that it was said, because I'm the one saying it. You have heard, no, not me. Jesus said this. You have heard that it was said what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's go on. Who is Jesus telling? You, right? Uh-huh. Do not what? You are? Evil person? Uh-huh. But? Uh-huh. When did you last do that? I think in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you think you can do it. This one has a, a punch to it. All right, let's go on. Let's see. Uh -huh. Let's read on. Uh -huh. Whoa, you don't know any lawyers? Uh -huh. Let's go on. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him how many? Two. Whoa. Looks like, is this really possible? My, my daughter once, I was taking her this scripture. She had an issue in school with someone. I said, let's go through this and see how we are supposed to respond. She said, is this even really possible? <laughs> let's go to verse 42. Give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Let's go on. You have heard that it was said, uh-huh, uh-huh, all right, you already know you shouldn't do that, because we prayed for our neighbor right now, all right, but let's go on, what did Jesus say, but I say to you what, love your enemies, uh-huh, whoa, are you serious, are you for real? I'm telling you, I, that scripture packs some power in there. This is how to do 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. One time I asked the Lord, 
you know, the first bit of this scripture, love your enemies, you know, bless those who curse you. I had been taught in this church that you can sow a seed to people who oppose you. You know, sow a seed, do something, you know. I asked that this business of praying, what should I be praying for them now? You know, there are some powerful prayers in Psalms 35 and Psalms 109. Psalms 35, one of the verses there says, Let their path be slippery and dark with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I say, Amen. Glory to God. That's a, man, that's a prayer I can identify with. You know? Psalms 109, I mean, it goes into, oh, you know, that they are, they are children. I mean, let them be fatherless. I mean, that's a, just, just, just let disaster come upon these wicked people. Yeah, 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 praise God, yeah. You see in the Bible. <laughs> but I said, Lord, what should I pray now for these enemies? He said, Francis, pray that I don't hold what they have done to you against them, that I forgive them. I said, no way. No way. But what is God saying? There is a secret to success. You see, it's hidden. There's a hidden power in walking in the love of God. Amen. There was uh, a story, uh, I don't know whether you've ever heard it, but I, I remember hearing a story about a Chinese woman who was married to a mean husband and a very mean mother-in-law and they were staying together. And this young woman was just oppressed. So she went to look for a doctor. You know a doctor? Not the medical doctor. Not Dr. Daniel. The other kind of a doctor. The ones from Tanzania. <laughs> the ones from, you know. And, uh, and she was, she said, I want to kill that woman. <laughs> I want her dead. Do you have a poison? But, but I am afraid, you know, these, are, these people can mess me up. It has to be such, in such a secret way that nobody should ever suspect. You understand that? The doctor in court said, yeah, that, that, is, that is what we do here. I'll give you the secret to the, finish this woman completely. And her husband, even if she is there, you'll also go the same way. We'll kill two birds with one stone. <clears throat> so he gave this woman a portion and said, put this in your mother-in-law's food. What is her favorite food? Since ah, she complains about food all the time. When I, her favorite food is chicken, she complains I'm not marinating it properly, I'm not doing it on time, and, and, and all these things. That's why I want her dead. So this guy said, good. Now make sure you give it to her at the right time, warm the right way, and put this portion in that food every day. Make sure you don't fail even one day. And so that they don't suspect you, you do that smiling, tell her how you love her. Nobody will ever think you are killing her slowly. <clears throat> killing you slowly. Just, just killing slowly. You, you, know, you are not a suspect. You just kill this woman. And says, after three weeks, she'll be dead. That one will be dead. But, but you have to be so lovely. Otherwise, they'll suspect you. 
You have to be so lovely. Ask her, what is your favorite food? When do you want it served? How do you want it served? And then you put this potion. Then she let her bite it and you watch her thinking she's going to die any time now. So this woman went about that business. And she said, if her husband comes around, do it also for him and him his potion also. Because if the two of them die, the better. <laughs> so the woman would do this. Can you suspect what happened after three weeks? She went back to the doctor. She said, doctor, do you have another potion to reverse the poison? He said, why? You don't want her dead no more? He said, she's become the most loving woman I've ever seen. I don't want her to die. I don't want her to die. Please, there must be an antidote. And the doctor said, actually, I realize you really never wanted your mother-in-law to die. You are just under so much stress. So what I gave you, the sacred potion, is some very great, you know, marinating, you know, sweetener of that food. I mean, it's so delicious. It's the best mixture of herbs we have in China. So she's been eating the best food ever since. And it turned around the what? The situation. Amen. What is that? Say the sacred portion of love. That is what we should be serving. Hallelujah. That is what we should be serving. There is power in love. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah 55. Isaiah, uh, before we go to Isaiah 55, let me make some statements here. And let me say this. As long as you can do it in your own power. All right? Now, what we read, Matthew, chapter 5 there, you all agree it's not possible to love like that. In the natural. In the natural. So what do you need? The Holy Spirit. What do you need? The power of God. What do you need? That scripture before you when Someone is oppressing you. You need to go to that scripture. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Why? Because if you can do it in your own power, if you can love without God's love, then why believe God? And that is a big problem we are having. If your job can get the, the work done, if your professionalism can do this job, can make you rich, can make you uh, fulfill God's purposes. Why then do you need God? See, the end of our human effort is the beginning of God's power and is the power of love. Amen. So we need to understand that when we read a scripture like that and wonder, how is this possible? No, it's not possible by human love. It's only possible by meditating looking into the scriptures and into the word of God that tells us the love of God. What is it? Hallelujah. It's not our own definition. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 55, verse 7 to 11, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and our God for he will abundantly pardon." For my thoughts, listen to this, 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down at the snow from heaven, and, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Say this with me. God has a better plan. God has better ways. God has better thoughts. And I find them in his word. How are you going to tap into the higher ways? Because this is the situation we meet in our life. How, what is the way out for me in this situation? God says, go with my thoughts. Go with my ways. What is that? Love, number one. Hallelujah. He says, my thoughts are love. Remember what we read in uh, John 15? What is what? The priority is love. The pathway is to love the way Jesus loves. What is that? The secret source to victory. Hallelujah. It's the portion that we need in our lives to see victory in 2022. Amen. There is a superior way of doing things. Tell that to your neighbor. There is a superior way of doing things and it's the way of love. Amen. It's the way of love. It's the way of love. We can try so many of our own methods. But like I said, we have to understand they will not work. Have they worked? No. Dawaya moto ni moto. No. Mutachoma nyumba. Fire with fire. I saw that preacher saying, fire, fire, and the woman started, fire, beating the preacher. It was nasty. <laughs> the fire is the love of God. There is fire in love. So many of us read these scriptures, and we just continue, continue fighting with our relatives, continue fighting. Tomorrow you'll be going to work. you got to step into that office with Love as your priority, my friend. You've been believing God for promotion. You are believing God for success in your business. Start practicing if you want the supernatural level of it. Listen, walking in love is not because you are a loser. It's because you have victory in you. You have a secret that the world does not know. It's hidden in God. Now the way you're looking at me is like, yeah, I think we've had all this before. But I'm telling you, really, pressing into the love of God. That's what Pastor Kara is telling us. Don't let your love grow what? Cold. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, in the message version, says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn, and learn a life of love. 
Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Look and live. Love like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are talking about the secret in agape love. In the, let's look at verse 1 in the, is it Amplified Classic? It says, therefore, be what? Imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well, beloved children, imitate their father. Hallelujah. So, we are imitating the love of God. This is something else Pastor David said on Sunday. I don't know whether it's this Sunday or the other Sunday. There is energy in the word of God. When you look at it, remember reading from um, Joshua 1, 8. When you meditate on the word of God, it, it brings, it, it has its own life, its own energy to cause things to start changing around you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, so we are to copy him. Remember, our priority is love. The pathway is to do what? Love the way Jesus loved. So Jesus is saying, look at me and follow my example. <laughs> now, chapter 4, there in the Amplified Classic, and most of the other versions, it's therefore. It's therefore. I don't know whether you ever listened to Brother Kenneth Copeland. He says, I think he says, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, when you see therefore in the Bible, find out what is, what is it there for? Therefore, what, what, why, why therefore? So you need to read chapter 4, okay? And it's very powerful. I don't know whether you've ever heard of this. A man who was, a man was selling Bibles, so he hired some salespeople to go sell Bibles. But they would come back and say, people are not talking to us. We tried to say, hey, buy buy a Bible. I mean, most people just walk away. But there was this guy who was selling Bibles all the time. And so finally, the manager calls him, the owner of the business, says, can you please explain to these other fellows, what's wrong? Why, why, why are they unable to sell the Bibles? They say, oh, no, nobody's listening to us. No, we, we, you know, it's difficult selling these Bibles. But there's this guy. He goes out with all the copies he goes out with, he sells them. So the man said, what I do is this. This, is, this was his secret. He said, when I go to the streets, I open the Bible. And when I meet someone, I ask them. This man had a speech impediment problem. He would say, do, do, do you want me, me to read for you the da, 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 Bible? Or would you rather buy and read yourself? Do you want me to read chapter 4 of Ephesians or you will read by yourself? <laughs> Forgive me if you have a speech impediment issue, but I find that very funny. So I will not read chapter 4 for you. Go and read it for yourself, all right? <laughs> Unless you want us to be here until 2. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, why love? 
There are threefold benefits that we achieve when we walk in the love of God. Amen. We achieve purposes of God in our personal lives, in corporate environments, and we are also able to evangelize the world. When we walk in love, what are we trying to do? What, why should we walk in love? First, because the purposes of God in evangelism will not be met until we walk in love. Amen? And then, in our personal lives and in corporate environments, what do I mean by corporate? I mean like in a church environment, family environment, nation environment, the love of God is where the victory is. Amen? And in evangelism, for instance, in John 3.16, we know this scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave us what? His only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. So what are we going to do out there? What are we talking about? The love of God. How are we going to talk about things we are not experiencing or believe in our life? It's going to come out fake. But if we sincerely believe that God loves us, we can step out there in boldness and tell people God loves them. Amen. Not you are going to hell. You are going to hell. You are drinking. You are going to hell. No, that never saved anybody. It is when you tell people God loves you. God wants to change your life. God has paid the price for you to live a different life. That is when people's lives are what? Changed. So the gospel is to tell the world God loves you. Amen. Anything else is a problem. Alright? And I won't expound much on that, but you need to meditate on that, especially if you're going out there. John 13, 34 to 35, Pastor Davis read 34 here. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also do what? Love one another. Let's read verse 35 together. By this, all will know that you love, that you are my disciples, if you have what? Love for one another. Amen. How is the world going to be evangelized? Because they can look at you and the way you treat your brother. And the way you treat fellow Christians. And then they know this is how we are to live. In Romans 5, 8 says, but God, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. That is so important. You are not saved because you cleaned yourself up and became acceptable. Jesus loved you and me when we were sinners. And that is love. Read elsewhere there. It says, for a good person, somebody may dare to die, but for a bad person, oh, how much we need to meditate on God's love. That is how we'll be able to evangelize. Amen? We evangelize in our homes. We evangelize in our corporate offices. That's, that's the number one way to evangelize. I remember Dr. Mukorbe saying how, you know, he said some of you, before we make you deacons and elders, we should ask home, 
we should call and ask the house person who helps you, house help, housemaid, or whoever. As we say, we are calling to find whether uh, we should make uh, Mr. Norman a decoy. Says, Norman, I'm a coca. Talk to them. I see Mwonge na Mama. Mama si anagunyanga yokaniza. You see, what? Now, that is not Norman's life. <laughs> Norman has a, has a witness. But what is that? This, this evangelism, world evangelism, is based on the love of God. That is the commandment of God. If we don't walk in the love of God, we can go out there, shout fire, shout whatever we want to shout, and it is not going to change much. Discipleship works the same way. People look what is happening around them, and then they want to live like that. Hallelujah. Now, there's an enemy who is fighting us in that. Doesn't mean that we are perfect, but we have to demonstrate this love if we are to win the world. Amen. The other one I said is that love is the way to victory in any situation, personal and corporate. Uh, let's look at, uh, uh, let me make a statement before I go to 1 John 4, 7. Yeah. Listen to this. Christ is God's love demonstrated to the world. Oh, sorry. Christ is God's love demonstration to the church. And the church is Christ's love demonstration to the world. Do you get that? Christ is God's love demonstration to the church. God is telling us as a church, <clears throat> look, the relationship between me and Jesus is the demonstration of my love and how you are to live. But the world is looking to the church, and the church is to demonstrate that same love to the world. That's evangelism. The secret to effective discipleship and evangelism is love. Do you know why we keep talking about KSCF and very few people going out there? Love. If you love yourself more than you love those students, then you won't go out there evangelizing. But if you're moved by the love of God and you go into those schools and you find the challenges that they have and the hunger for the gospel. Uh, now I have spoken to the, to the Makindus this week. I was out of town, but I remember coming <clears throat> on Tuesday talking with my wife. The school, the school I'm to go, she went there on Tuesday evening. And, you know, and, and she was under some pressure. She was saying, you know, it's the first meeting. Are you sure? I, you know, she really wanted me to be there, but I couldn't be there. So she went. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she made an altar call. And she said, I, I, I wasn't sure, you know. And nearly 40 students gave their love, their life to Jesus. Amen. Can you imagine if she did not go because of the comfort around her? What would have happened to those 40? And on Thursday, she was at High Ridge, ministered the same thing. But it takes love. And I know now that we have from once, I'm telling you, if there's a time to go out, it's now. It's surprising that you look at those 40 <coughs> and you find 20 are from once, and then the other half is distributed in the other classes. And you're like, We've been coming here. Why have they never gotten saved? <laughs> but that day, you went out 
and somebody who has been listening over and over, they respond. We cannot quit, church. We cannot give up. We must demonstrate the love of God. Say amen to this. Hallelujah. Are you going to evangelize through the love of God? You, you got to choose to do this. Amen. Now, the second one I said is the love to, uh, the way to victory in any situation, personally and corporately. First John 4, 7, then we'll go to 5, 4. They are related actually. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Note those words. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Let's go to <clears throat> the other one, 5 verse 4. The same kind of, uh, this is what it says. For whatever, let's read this together. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Praise God. So whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of the love of God is what overcomes the world. Praise God. And that chapter 5 of Galatians, it says in verse 6, the one person is read, verse 6 says, faith works by what? Love. Otherwise, it's deflated. It cannot produce any result. So, if you and me are going to overcome the world in our personal lives, listen, there's, uh, you are, tell your neighbor this, you are either overcoming the world or the world is overcoming you. Yeah. You can't be a watermelon sitting on the fence. It's not possible. It's not possible. Praise God. You, <laughs> we have to know what are you made of. You are either overcoming the world or the world. The world is overcoming you. There is no neutral place. And if you are overcoming the world, it's because you believe in the love of God. And you are walking in the love of God. Say, God loves me. That is my victory over the world. Amen. So, uh, and 1 Corinthians 12, 31. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. I want you to see this. I, I find it, I saw it some time back and it really impressed my heart. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. In the New King James Version says, But honestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Note those words a more, what? Excellent way. Now, let's look at that in the, in the NIV version. Look, it says, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you what? The most excellent way. All right? Let's look at it in the, <clears throat> excuse me, Amplified Classic. You have it there? But honestly, desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and best gifts and graces, the higher gifts and the choicest graces. Look at that. Let's read it together. And yet, I will show you still more 
excellent way. One that is better by far and the highest of them all. What is that? Love. Now, you've heard Bible saying, we offer excellent services here. Have you ever place they boast about their what? Excellent service. They boast about their excellent product. They boast about their excellent way of doing things. Here is the question. Is it love? Say Sila. If it is not love, what you have is something that the world has made up and imposed on the church. And the church uses it. But the Bible gives us a definition of this is what? Excellent. What do I want to see in anything you call excellent? Love. This is an excellent school. Is there love in that school? Oh, it's no, no, it's discipline, it's all that. That is all very good. But is there love? Now, I'm not saying you, you, you just let everything fall apart. But the stuff, the basis of what are you doing? Why are we doing it? <clears throat> Must be what? Love. If it is not love, then it's not God. It doesn't mean it will fail. I mean, we have, listen, equity bank. Big bank in this country, KCB. I mean, you look at their shares. Uh, Safaricom. Number one company in Kenya, right? So are they getting financial results? Yeah. If you go there, they'll tell you they'll offer you what? Excellent services. <laughs> Don't expect much love. <laughs> you want them threatened to switch you off until you brought your ID and copies and all that. It's not much love. It's not a love. Love got nothing to do with what they are doing. <laughs> you understand that? And unfortunately, we brought that, that kind of thinking into the church. That's not church. It's religion. If it is love, the foundation is what? Love. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how does that go down there? Listen. For Israel, with Moses, let, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13.8. Love never fails. Tell your neighbor that. So, so if it's fading, if it's fading, what should I check for? Love. Love. Love never fails. That's the word of God. So when God says, turn the other cheek, He's not saying they'll slap the daylight out of you. Is <laughs> you cannot what? Fail. You cannot fail. And, 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 and that, that is really, look, when we were reading about Moses and raising that serpent, the children of Israel did not enter the, did not enter the promised land. The, the group that Moses was dealing with, and they didn't enter the promised land. Now, was God's promise there for them? Had God prophesied that they will 
go into that land? Yes. Did he send Pastor Moses to lead them? All right. Did he help them all the way from Egypt? Yes. But they failed to enter the land. Why? They doubted the love of God. In fact, they told Moses, <laughs> we, are going, we are going back to, to Egypt. God has brought us here to kill us. They didn't, they didn't believe God loves them. Had they believed that God loves them, they would have taken possession of the promises of God. Amen. Listen to this statement. The depth of our belief in God's love is the limit of our inheritance in God. They had an inheritance in the promised land. But because they were limited in their revelation about the word of God, the love of God, they did not get into it. Love is what gives us boldness. When we know God loves us, that is where our boldness comes from. 1 John 4, 17 to 18, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may love, eh, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Hallelujah. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. Amen. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Here is the thing I'm, I want to, to say here. Fear has a lot of influence in people's lives. It had a big influence in the children of Israel, the ones Moses were leading. So you got to examine yourself. The things you are doing, are they motivated by love or by and then you make the necessary adjustments to believe God. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen, uh, what was Lois and Clark? Do you remember, what is that called? Lois and Clark, the series is about what? Uh, what is Spider, you know, Superman. You people don't know Superman? Superman. What, 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 what did the enemies need to do to stop Superman? What did they have? Something called what? Kryptonite. You people. <laughs> when he appeared, oh, he zoomed in there and the, the bad guys had the kryptonite. What happened? His power what? Disappears. See, strife, div division, fear is the devil's kryptonite. He throws it in there and we are not able to fight. And let me, as I summarize on that love, you go to, uh, no, no, let me not go there. Look at, let, let me take you quickly back to um, what Pastor Kara had said in that pamphlet, in, the, in, our, in our prayer and fasting guide. This is the last portion I'm reading here. It says, one of the primary things I sense we are to do in 2022 is be strengthened in our thanksgiving to God. Offering thanksgiving and gratitude to him daily is a key to our victories. The coming, uh, in the coming year, shakings will continue in 2022. But in the kingdom of God, every provision is available to us. Spiritual provision, physical provision, and financial provision. It's always available to us. Don't fear, don't worry. But offer thanksgiving to the one who tells us, be anxious for nothing. He also says, 
in everything give thanks. In Psalms that 719 TPT version, paraphrase says, even in a time of disaster, I will watch over you and you will always have more than enough, no matter what happens. This is a very great promise made to the saints when nations are in turmoil. Please offer prayers with me, asking the Lord to position us to experience his goodness and in greater measures than we've ever known before. Philippians 4.19, uh, Amplified, says, And my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God promises that he will provide for us no matter what is happening in the world. We are citizens of the heavenly kingdom where there is no lack, no shortage, and no inflation. Somebody say amen. What is it saying there? Thanksgiving. And I'm summarizing here. God wants you to be strong in thanksgiving. Last Sunday, I gave you two words. Toda and yada. About praising, thanksgiving. The two names in the Hebrew word. And I pray, I, I won't go into that, but it says, I, I like this. Let us, let's ask God to position us to experience his goodness. Amen. How are we going to be positioned? In thanksgiving. In walking in the love of God. Lift your hands right now. Say, Father, I'm asking you to position me for your blessing. I'm pressing in in the love of God. I'm pressing in in thanksgiving and praise and expecting supernatural provision and favor in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Positioning, positioning. Do you know what is in this country? People will tell you positions are, are filled. Yeah, there are no positions. There are no positions. Listen to Ezekiel 29, 22, 29 to 30. Ezekiel 22, 29 to 30. The people of the land have used oppressions committed robbery and mistreated the poor and needy and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Tell your neighbor, God has found no one in the past, but now I'm available. I'll take the position. Hallelujah. God has positions. Positions of influence. Position of authority. Position of, you know, financial strength. Amen. But what are people doing? Out there looking for other men created positions. But God has strategic positions for his people. Now, I understand this talking about intercession, but it's, God is saying, I have vacancies. Tell your neighbor there are vacancies. Say, tell them, don't believe. Hakuna kazi. Kazi iko. Praise God. I had somebody say, oh, 
the former president, late president uh, Kibaki would, was driving in Eldoret, uh, passing there, and they all left their work, came, crowned him. He said he stopped the motorcade. He wasn't ready for a speech, but he stopped the motorcade and said, Nyinyi pubafu. <laughs> go back to your work. <laughs> he said, I mean, it's amazing. He was like, don't you have work to do? What are you doing? And then when the man passes on, what do people do? Line up there like they have no work to do. Yeah, even the son was saying, if my father was to rise from the dead, it's Nyinyi pubafu. Not you. But you know, the thing is, there is work to be done. There is positions to be filled. But people are doing the thing the other way around. Saying we should have President, uh, uh, the, the living one, President Uhuru Kenyatta, and his hard shake friend. Let them go to KICC. We shake their hand, tell them, Bay Yamafuta Ikoju. But now we have to wait until they die, and then we take positions of a whole week. Anyway. That is none of my business. The thing I'm telling you here is that there is work to be done. There are positions and God is looking for people who will walk in love and in thanksgiving and he is positioning them for influence in the nation, in the county, uh, in the world. The MCA is in charge of what? Whatever he is in charge of. There are elections today. Are you going to vote on the side of God? Are you going to walk in love and thanksgiving and say, God, you position me for indifference? And wherever there is a problem, God is looking for a solution. That solution is in a man. That man is Duncan. That man is Daniel. That man is Elder Ruth. So when I say man, you understand, is not gender. All right? God is looking for a man or a woman, if you like, to position and have influence. Where? Across the nation. Where? In churches. Where? In businesses. But have, has, we have to be willing to qualify his his. His criteria for qualifying in this job is what? Priority is what? Love. The pathway is the way Jesus did it. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3. It says, and then at verse 18, the Amplified says, Seeing, O Berlin, you have not born, break forth into singing and cry Allow. You have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Let's go on. Enlarge the praise of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cause and, stretch, uh, and strengthening your sticks. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Verse 8 now in the Amplified Classic, in a little burst of love, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with age-enduring love and kindness, I will have compassion and mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Say, my future has nothing to do 
with what has happened in the past. I am believing God. I am singing. I am praising. I'm pressing in and expecting more. That is increase. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Do you desire to increase? Amen. Are you limiting God in your silence? It says, sing woman. Forget what has been happening in the past. Now step out in song and praise and in thanksgiving. What is that? Enlarging your capacity to receive from God Almighty. Why? There are no limits where God is concerned. That is the power of thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 3, 17 to, 20, uh, 17 to 20, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If you grow your roots into the love of God, outwardly, you have no limit. You have no limit. Your boss cannot limit you. Your education cannot limit you. The traditions of your people cannot limit you. The country you come from cannot limit you. Your gender cannot limit you. Your age cannot limit you. You get your roots into the word of God into the love of God and you will bear fruit that cannot be measured in human terms. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me show you, you have heard this before but it's, it's worth as we come towards the end. Second Chronicles 20, 20 to 22. It's very interesting scripture and we'll also read verse 25. This is in the NLT version. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Can I say, listen to me this afternoon, all you people of VFI, uh, LFI and VFC. All right? What does it there? Let me see. You people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to do what? To stand firm in the year 2022. Believe in his prophets. Has there a prophet who has been speaking? What we've been reading here has been prophetic. Have you been listening to Pastor Davis? Believe the word, the prophet. Believe in what your pastors have been teaching you and you will do what? succeed. Let's go on. It says there, after consulting the people. Tell your neighbor, I'm consulting you. You see, he didn't consult God. <laughs> they consulted what? The people. Sometimes it's okay to consult the people. Alright? The king appointed who? Singers. Do we have singers in this church? Do you have a singer in your house? You better appoint one. You go home and say, we are consulting. We got to appoint singers. In this home. Amen. Your workplace, if they are believers, consult and have what? Singers. Singing, and then he says what? 
singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy word, splendor. Not praising Azimio and Kenya Kwanza and wondering who is going to be the vice president. No, no, no. We are what? <laughs> praising God for his splendor. This is what they sang. Huh? They didn't sing Yoti Anawezekana. They sang what? Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Praise God. Say that with me. Give thanks to the Lord. Endures forever. When, what is forever? Forever. Praise God. Forever his love endures. And then let's go on. At the very moment. Praise God. I mean, are you believing God for instant victory? We sang about miracles. But there is a tendency to think the miracle will happen in the future. But there it says what? At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Ammon Moab, and Mount Zia to start fighting among themselves. Your enemies self-destroy once you start praising God. Now, your enemy is not your neighbor, all right? Get that off your mind. The enemy is the devil. The enemy are the demons. The enemy that are using people around you to oppress you. God instantly causes them to self-destroy as you sing praises to him. Amen? And let's go on. Verse 25 now. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found what? Vast. What does that talk about? What is, is your empress a vast? Oh, you are into Felicia and oh, I don't know who else there. Come on. We are talking about what? Vast. Say vast. Vast amounts of money. Praise God. Vast amounts of wealth. That is what? Available. There was so much plunder that it took them how many? Three days days just to collect it. Woo-wee! In three days, can you feel something? I mean, if you went, <laughs> you don't even have a sack, I, just by yourself. For three days, collecting wealth, money, silver, gold, come on. It's available. Tell your neighbor it's available. See, I was listening to this war in in. Ukraine, and I was wondering, Pastor Davis, there's a weapon called what? Bazooka. Have you heard of a bazooka? I realize now they call them stinger missiles and, uh, and javelins or something like that. But bazooka, I mean, if I am going to fight, give me a bazooka. I mean, I want, I want to fire this thing. Love and thanksgiving is the explosion in the spirit realm that the devil has to let go everything he has ever stolen from you. And what he has stolen from your neighbors, you just come and collect. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you. I bless you. Rise up on your feet with thanksgiving and praise in your heart. Hallelujah.
praise God. Psalm 67, 5 to 6 says, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just praising him in your own language. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Our eyes see. Our hearts hear. Our ears hear. Our hearts understand. Oh, Lord, thank you. The mystery, the secret in love and in thanksgiving. Oh, shene mako yeso kerie na tarama kesorera. Zenwe zore bako yeso kerie na torimai. Jane sue kerie na tarama kosera. Everything that has been threatening the people of God. In the name of Jesus, today we lift our hands in thanksgiving and in praise and saying, The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy, His love endures forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a supernatural release of your anointing of your power working in this congregation and everyone who is listening to this message and causing an explosion of your love in their hearts and that today they are set free. Set free from every limiting attack of the enemy. This afternoon, we judge strife, we judge division, we judge fear in the name of Jesus. And we declare as your people that we are born of love. Our homes will know new levels of love. This afternoon, lift up your hands. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for homes. Homes, families, filled with your love. This day, today, this evening, that the love of God is healing relationships between daughters and fathers, between sons and their fathers, between daughters and mothers, sons and their mothers. Oh Lord, thank you for healing. Healing us from wounds that the enemy has been used. But today, we are like a bird that has escaped from the snare. The trap is broken. Praise God. Every demonic, satanic influence, powers of wickedness, magic and witchcraft that has been released to stop division, we judge that spirit. Spirits of divination that has been released among the people to cause confusion and bring hatred where there was love. We judge those spirits. We judge those voices. And we say, today, we have the sacred portion of the love of God. Today, 
we serve others, sacred portions of the love of God. Thank you, Father, for healing us from all the attacks of the enemy where love and thanksgiving is concerned. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your voices.